Welcome to Side Order, that extra little bit of second you always crave. I am your host Matt, and with me, the main man, Dave. Say hello Dave, say something witty. Hello Dave. Yeah, there we go, that, that sets the tone for the evening's recording. And that's right, we are doing an evening recording, so everything's going to be much more sluggish and less, and less uh, impactful for everybody. So I hope you're ready for a really slow and tired recording it's alright for you you've, you've got the week off some of us have been working you know ah but but you're you'll hear what I did yesterday and why I'm now rather quite tired oh should we actually just kick into that so I, I've been watching a little bit of TV um well cover a quick couple quick bits off I, I finished Moon Knight that was awful um <laughs> Do not recommend. As I said to you, it either needed to be more like the Mummy, or more Marvel, and th- the way they positioned it was the worst of both worlds. Um, Which means I'm probably really, really going to dig it. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly. <laughs> um, but the thing, I, the reason why I'm tired is I may have stayed up till quarter past one last night, or this morning, even the uh, terminology correct and I watched um, the Apple TV show known as Severance it rings a bell but please do enlighten me uh, our main character uh, so Severance itself is, is the name of a medical procedure where you can um, a group of people look to have been employed by a shady employer and because their work is top secret um, they have their memories erased but it's like when they turn up to work their memories wipe automatically so that when they're in the workplace they only know what they've been told and they do their day's work and then as they leave the workplace their work memories stay at work and then they get back their outside lives memories and it's like this thing of it's extremely artistic um like they're working in something that looks like like the architecture room from the Matrix. Um, they're working in old sort of uh, 1980s computers, and you're kind of watching it going, "What are they working on? What are they doing? Why would you have your memory wiped automatically to do whatever it is they're doing here?" It's anything more than that. It's just a massive spoiler, but it's a really really good show. Um, in so much as I watched nine episodes which is the first season the only season uh, back to back last night and the episodes are like 50 minutes a pop I thought I'll just watch one or two and then I may have accidentally watched um, well over eight hours worth hence finishing around quarter past one in the morning from the mind of Ben Stiller is that right? yeah and you know what I didn't realise it was a Ben Stiller thing till the end of the first episode where it said directed by Ben Stiller. I was like, holy fuck, this is really, really good. It's sort of got your, I'm going to say like Westworld season one vibes where you're like, there's something going on here, but I don't know what's going on. But it's really, really well done. Production design, um, just everything about it makes me go... I need to see more. I need to. I need to learn what what is going on. Okay. Um, so I won't. I won't. I can't say any too much more about it as it's 
with a show like that anything I say is pretty much a massive spoiler but this the synopsis of you go into a workplace your outside memories are wiped from you it's, it's really truly bizarre um, mm. but such a great concept and show no fair enough that, that it looks intriguing it looks different and it really was and like I say um, it was recommended to me and I watched it all last night so that's why I'm a little bit tired today. <laughs> fair, fair enough, fair enough. I can't argue with that. Anything else hmm. you've been watching? I, I, well, TV show wise, that that's kind of covered it off. I have I've obviously watched a lot of filler shows, but nothing, nothing worth speaking uh, about. Worth, nothing worth speaking about. What about yourself? Have you have you done a TV? Have I done a TV? Well, have you done a TV? I have done a TV. I've I've so done a TV. I've I've done a Marvel TV because Marvel owns my soul. So I finally yeah. got round to watching the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I like that one. Yeah, it was alright. Really loses momentum in the middle. I was a bit like, Ugh. could this have been a film? I still think probably it could have been, but then again, what it do I have know? Been a very good film. Yeah, what do I know? And then. Finally, caught up with Hawkeye, and unlike the rest yep. of the world, I friggin' loved Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't too hot on it. I kind of watched it and went, that was acceptable, with the exception of um, spoilers. Actually, enough time's passed now. By the way, people, there are going to be spoilers for for Hawkeye this episode, and potentially a couple of movie films a bit later. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want to hear spoilers for Hawkeye, fast forward about sixty seconds. Um, stand out for me was Wilson Fisk. Um, yes. Just bodying everybody he interacted with. <laughs> um, other than that, I was kind of just a bit bored of the show. But when he turned up in his Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> do you know what it was? Night, it was? The fight. It was the fight scene with the Disney girl where essentially she's trying to stop him and he's like I'm not even interested in you go away and he's like throwing her across yes. the room and battering the <laughs> shit out of her purely but he wasn't like he was like one on one fighting her like he would with Daredevil it's just like I'm not interested in you go away and just like um, it's just throwing her around I don't like know. I'm like yes I need more of that I, equality I don't know what it was that made me I, it might have been because I went in with such low expectations everyone going Oh, it's awful. Oh, it's not that good. Uh, I really, really gelled with it. I don't know why. Jeremy Renner, he's he's fine. He's not a particularly charismatic kind of uh, leading role, but the chemistry he had with Haley Steinfeld was it was an interesting watch. And mm. I I dug well, it. If... I did dig it. It kind of lent more heavily into the more goofy. Uh, side of it as well, especially when it comes to the trick arrow, sort of towards the end of the series, as well. I really I, enjoyed I those. Yeah, overly, I wasn't overly keen on that element, but in terms of chemistry, it was all about um, Black Widow with um, Disney Girl. Yes, um, <laughs> just 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 them riffing and that. I, I thought it was really cool. Um, that that worked for me. So, um, but yeah, no, overall that that series disappointed me but then I didn't know what to expect and what I got was not what I expected um, but that's alright 
No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you done any other shows? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I watched the last series of Netflix's adaptation of uh, Lost in Space. Love that series. It's oh. so, so good. Actually, that the whole three series run is really, really good. And if you're kind of put off with it, going, ah, oh, it's another remake, and uh, it's, it's worth a watch. They kind of take a different way with it it's very interesting it's worth a watch if you like your sci-fi and stuff it's more sort of geared mm. towards family friendly sci-fi but then that's partly because it's based off of um, uh, Swiss Family Robinson and things like that anyway from the original source material and such yeah. like so yeah I mean you're going to get that shoe on it uh, I can't remember if I spoke to you about it last time we also watched the final series of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix I believe you did mention watching Sabrina. Yeah, yeah very good. Uh, I like me some Sabrina. But yeah, I mean, that's really yeah. the only things that I've watched TV-wise. I've got so many films, which I'm sure we're probably going to yeah. go for in a few uh, minutes. Uh, as do I. Okay, then. Right. Well, that was a, that was a nice little warm-up of, of TV in there. Yeah. Uh, what about video games? Have you done any video games? Um, I did a Klonoa. I did. You did a Klonoa again. I'm still, I'm still playing Klonoa. I'm, I'm getting there. My, my time this month has mainly been spent trying to tick stuff off the list, and stuff that didn't need ticking off the list. And that's Klonoa, not to be mixed up with quinoa. So you not started anything new? You just kind of mean no. I kind of plod along on Klonoa to be honest, because it's quite aggravating in places. I think I spoke about it last month, but the jump patterns and it are very. You have to be really particular because he likes to drift when he lands, and it's kind of opening up a bit more now. So I'm kind of like in the. I think we're about halfway through now. It's kind of opening up, so the levels are getting a bit more non-linear, non-linear. Mm. So you have to find kind of these four objects in a level which unlocks a door to make you progress to the next bit of the level and there's lots right. of different ways you can go about doing the level and stuff to get uh, through the doors and things so yeah it's opening up a bit I'm still enjoying it still lovely adorable visuals and the story as well it's great I can't fault it to be honest hmm fair enough in contrast you put another 12 hours of 12 point hospital in I haven't actually paid any 2 point hospital at all this month well firstly because my actual employment ruined me but secondly <laughs> because I, I sunk time into one game in particular though as a warm up I did a quick run through Resident Evil 3 remake yep. still disappointed by that game needed more DLC Yeah. just needed more, more. of everything really needed more nemesis needed less scripted stuff but is what it is um i also finished off kana bridge of spirits yeah um which is a game i'd sort of casually been playing as my i don't want to think about anything at all and i want a really easy game that's just bright and colorful and how and cheery. how did you find the rocks a lot of people are divided on the rocks Oh, I thought they were nice little Pixar-style animated uh, googly-eyed things. No, I'll tell you what they reminded me of. 
they're the wrong colour. But do you remember the Jaffa cake models that when you had enough Jaffa cakes, you got a little oh my fuzzy God. ball model? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. They, they reminded me a bit of that. And for listeners that have no idea what I'm talking about, go check out um, Dave Insert Twitter plug here. At anyone podcast? Yeah. And then Dave will have put a photo up of what one of these things is. Yeah, I'll check it in the link note at some point. Yeah, yeah. Because at a certain period of time, th- these were desirable. And again, the 90s were a weird time for collectibles. <laughs> And I use the term collectibles very loosely in terms of I bet they buy our stuff for free shit and and you will make you want it. But yeah. Do you know I was thinking the other day about weird collectible shit that the UK got that's probably worth so much money now. Do you remember when Quavers and Walkers did the thing with uh Star Wars episode one? And uh, you could get you got the scratch cards in the uh the bags of Chris, do you remember? Yes. And it used That's to be right. you could either win like a, I can't remember if it was a premiere, like a trip to the premiere of the film, uh, a free bag yeah, of crisps, wasn't it? And then the one yeah, that free bag of crisps was yeah, quite common. Everybody, the one that everyone wanted was the Jar Jar Binks head. Do you remember them? Because I think we sent it off and we got a couple of them, and it had the sticky uh, roller tongue on it. Do you remember? I, yeah, so it was like um, it's like a little toy face of Jar Jar Binks, and you'd crush it in your hand because that's what Jar Jar deserves, and his tongue would shoot out, and it was kind of was it a sticky tongue to a degree? Yeah, and you could the the idea of it was because I think they did it in the adverts on TV. I don't know. Citation very much needed. You could grab the bag of crisps with it. I, I think that was just what the advert. Could yeah, be. citation very much needed there. But um, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, wow, that's mad. Crisps. What happens when the force of Star Wars Episode 1 meets the irresistible taste of Walkers? Find out in the Walker Star Wars Can You Resist game inside packs of Walkers crisps and snacks. You could win a million pounds or one of millions of Jar Jar tongue toys by scratching off the panels on the Star Wars game card. Can you resist the chance to win a million pounds with Walkers? Well, merchandising, I think, yeah. more than anything. Uh, Very much the same yeah. as when Pepsi did it for Star Wars Episode One as well. It's funny how it's always Star Wars, isn't it? Like they did the um, the recording C-3PO heads and uh, mm. R2-D2 clocks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I remember all of those. Yeah. Dear. 90s were oh. fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. It was a time of much villainly... Scum and villainy. And scum. Yeah, scum and villainy. Um, but no, the game I spent a lot of time playing this month, which I'd started and finished, and I did it within a fortnight, and it only took me a fortnight because on the second week I didn't play it for three days. Uh, I started and finished um, Final Fantasy VII Remake on the PS4. Okay, talk That's to me. the full-on remake from ground up that this is not the original game emulated this is the full-on we're going to take six years to make this and then you're going to get it and now it's going to take us another six or seven years to make part two or whatever they deem to call it (laughs) um yeah talk to me how did you find it what what a weird game (laughs) um 
visually I liked what they've done I like the sound you know I like the modern combat system um, my main criticism is of the modern combat system makes it a bit too easy um, to, to be brutally honest um, it tells you how far you are to leveling up the original didn't do that you just had to keep grinding um, it tells you how far off you are from leveling up your material leveling up your weapons uh, just kind of made it really really easy bits I didn't like was um, all of the dialogue changes full on I think you said you texted me at the time and said it's very anime and yeah it's very Japanese anime constantly yeah. sighing and huffing and so shoulder shrugging and people are nodding each other and I'm like thumbs up why is nobody talking to each other and going <laughs> or when clouds clutching his head's going ah oh, the pain or whatever having a flashback and then people go you're alright and he just like shrugs and that <sighs> how like Barrett didn't walk up and like punch him in the face and go the fuck's wrong with you <laughs> now I know you said it's like that in the original game but today I started replaying the original game oh right okay uh, well I say the original game I'm playing the PC version on Steam and I've downloaded the HD skin mod on it so of it course. just doesn't look as jagged of course um and you know what on the few occasions where Cloud has clutched his head people are going are you alright and he's gone oh yeah no it was nothing and they're gone no Cloud what do you mean nothing and they've, they've challenged him on it so it, the, the dialogue was not as bad uh, in the original title compared to what it is in this anime game um, so that bugged me I didn't like all the incessant padding like, yeah you do the first reactor you do the second reactor and for comparison I've done both of those reactors in under two hours in the original title today mm -hmm. whereas in the in in the remake that that's like 16 hours worth to probably get through those two segments like, yeah. so much padding and tedium that is what I found when I played padding it. And, yeah padding in the worst possible way um the were some highlights. I loved everything they did with Don Caneo. Oh, Don yeah, Caneo, Don, I should Don say Corneo. the, the yeah. pervy little person who, who, who they essentially apply picks a woman, rapes her for a night, and then throws her to a death in a dragon pit, which they made light of by just saying he's a horny little fuck back, <laughs> uh, fuck bandit. Yeah, um, um, yeah. And um, to be honest, the one thing I think they should have done differently, like you, you still get Cloud dressed up. Um, as 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 a lady to tempt Don Conair in, um, and wasn't he sensational? <laughs> is is I think when when Cloud uh, reveals himself to be a man, rather than Karen Wayne Terror, I think Don Conair should have just gone even better. I think he should have <laughs> just doubled down and just been been a horny bandit and not been worried about, about whether it's a, a guy, gal, lass, or anything in in between. Yeah, uh, I think they should have just gone. I... He should have just gone. Yeah. I'm, I'm horny <laughs> horny 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 um, <laughs> so I didn't like so some of the mini games I didn't necessarily like the changes to the squat mini game and then they added in a pull up mini game and then you have to beat three people rather than just one person and as far as I'm concerned that mini game is broken <laughs> where it's like press these buttons in sequence to go fast and I'm doing it and I've got really fast and then it will just suddenly go now mash the button Yep. I'm like, well, that's not how, how it works. And in the end, what I did, I turned off the music and the sound effects and I just had it on the screen. 
and then I did it like first time and I beat all of their push uh, squats and pull up challenges to yeah. unlock the uh, item and that and yeah I, I'd pretty much done all the side missions except when I finished the game it went there are more side missions to do and I'm like yeah like fuck am I <laughs> uh, I am not playing that again um did not like pretty much anything they did with Sephiroth I thought it was interesting to say he was possessing um, the numbered uh, disciples, failed experiment people, whatever it is they were trying to claim they were. I was like, okay, that's a cool way to introduce him, to say he's got influence over these people, possibly, and then and then it just got really, really shit and stupid. And then there were spirits of the planet or fate that were interfering with everything, and I'm like, you're just adding unnecessary padding and blah blah blah. But you have they're the really bugs to me. What's the deal with the dude with the sunglasses? And then like like Rufus needed a friend, did he? But you have Rufus But you have to have the spirits there to explain that it's an Elseworld story and the whole game is a justification for you know when part 2 comes out it's okay because this is an Elseworld story and you're not going to get annoyed by it promise because it's an Elseworld story so, so when part 2 comes out have I got to do the reactors again <laughs> have, have I just got to replay all of the stuff I've done no I equal amount of padding I think there's going to be more padding again um, I completely agree with you though when I played through it I was like god there is just so much unnecessary bloat in this game that could have been gotten rid of and they could have drove the story further admittedly there is some bits that I did like I like what they did with the uh, the graveyard uh, the train graveyard that was extended a little bit more no, I really dug that didn't like it wow tedious I, d- uh, I didn't mind it didn't, didn't lo- I did like that didn't like the story element of it no the the, the bit I liked was in the, the, the fight arena in the Coliseum to go Don Corneo's bodyguards uh, as the the um, presenters hosts yeah of the fight arena I was like oh that's that's pretty cool I kind of like that um, whereas I, I hated no that problems with the house <laughs> I had no issues with the house at all or any of the battles yeah. uh, in all honesty I think the only battle I struggled with was at the end of the game we, where where the big whooshy space cloud thing summoned three little space cloud things a red one, a blue one and a yellow one and then you fight them four or five times and then they merge and I didn't realise that Materia was weak and I should have just been using physical attacks yeah. for my first time round and I died and I had to fight five forms again um, at which point I called it a night and the following day I just turned it on did him, did him straight away, straight and Sephiroth bam, did him, first try uh, <laughs> other than that, yeah, no, the, the game just made it a bit too easy um, and I was probably only level 20... fuck off 23, 24 something, wow. it wasn't that high a level when I did that either um, wow. So I got to ask. I didn't I mean, do much. Didn't do any grinding either because there was so much padding. I didn't have any stamina for it. So I got to ask. So this is your first Final Fantasy game since when? When was the last time you played one? Well, I played maybe half hour of Final Fantasy VIII, but really the only Final Fantasy game I've put any time into is 
the original seven. So you, so it was a bit of a head fuck for you then, really going in because I mean I've, I got a little bit of experience with Final Fantasy, like I said, played a bit of Final Fantasy eight, played the OG Final Fantasy seven a little bit, I've gone through fifteen as well. I've played some of twelve, so I knew what to expect. So for you going into this like, like nearly twenty, yeah, I suppose nearly twenty years later after the original release of the first game, uh, seven that is, that must have just been like. What what is all this? Because when I went into it, when they were explaining the combat system originally, I was like, "Well, that just sounds like 15, but they slow everything down." And what do you know? That it's spot on, to be fair. So yeah, combat was fine. It was really easy. Um, yeah, see, 15. Like most modern games are really easy and deliberately accessible. 15 has um, a very similar combat system except when you go in to use your abilities and stuff it doesn't pause the game the game just keeps going so it gives it a okay. bit more of a bit more of a challenge to it but did this game pause when you were using abilities yeah oh I don't know I was normally cut as I as I set a character to do a task I'd just jump to the next character and program them in I didn't spend a lot of yeah, time with them at it all. pauses the gameplay to bring back in the classic element of the original turn-based, you know. I don't think I had that. I might have turned that option off. Oh. Um, I I didn't like the battle reports. I did eighteen out of the nineteen. I defeated all the materia bosses. Oh, I didn't bother with uh, the fucking no material. summon bosses. bosses. Yeah, oh, I and I was like, that's just it's padding. tedious. Yeah. That this got a stupidly high HP count to make you go, this is a challenge. I'm like, no, this is tedious. <laughs> this is padding. Um, honestly, like, I was surprised how short the game is in terms of story beats. Like, tomorrow I'll probably play the original a bit more. By the time I put another half hour, 45 minutes into that, that will equate to your fortnight worth of playing the remake in terms of story yeah. points. Yeah. Um, because I I've just done the, funny enough, I've just done the Don Don Cornetto. Uh, Don Cornetto. Cornetto. <laughs> it's Cornetto, isn't it? Yeah. Is it Cornetto? Yeah. Whatever. Um. Yeah. So I've just done that element on the original. Yeah. And he chose me because I got all the best stuff. Of course, Cloudy's um, best girl. Yeah, he's the bestest girl. He's the bestest girl. He's the um, best girl. Yeah, so... Yeah, overall, like, literally great. Uh, it's pretty much what you'd expect from a modern remake. I just didn't like, firstly, unnecessary padding and the fact that it was basically a Elseworlds story or the constant sign and shoulder shrugging and thumbs up and <laughs> head nodding. And then, and then tell you what, when, when Biggs and Jesse died and they took like 10 minutes worth of CG cutscenes to actually die and get out the fucking way I'm like come on like he's dead like can we move along no no we're carrying on here and I'm like tapping the skip button getting really frustrated going <laughs> fuck this is tedious yeah um, it, yeah I just it, it was alright like it was good enough for me to keep playing it but that was not what I would have wanted. You wouldn't for, have paid I would have forty, fifty pounds for it when it came out. You're quite happy you've got it on PS Plus. 
couple of months ago. I'm quite happy I got that on PS Plus and I did not put forty fifty pound into it because I would have been quite angry. Whereas now I'm just a bit indifferent to it. Fair. But yeah, um, that's what I put my time into this month, video game wise. Fair enough. Fair enough. Little mm. nice little selection there of selector Rudy's. Yeah, so I reckon we should now go into films because you and I have both watched a lot of films this month. You and I actually met face to face and then watched many, many movie films together. You did. I've got them in front of me. Um, <laughs> as an as an introductory, I made you sit and watch the Kung Fury fan made film on YouTube. Um yeah. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, are you down are you down for the sequel um, now? Yes. <laughs> as is the way, to be honest, it spoke to me in many many different ways mainly because his voice yeah. was just Peter Weller in Robocop kind of uh, yeah he was awesome Triceracop was awesome Triceracop <laughs> I fucking forgot about that <laughs> fuck's sake and of course he gets blasted back in time and he's like by Hackerman middle ages that explains the laser raptors <laughs> by Hackerman he has to hack time yeah, or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hack. I'm gonna hack you back in time. So stupid. On his on his on his Nes um, power glove. Yeah, so uh, so stupid. Enjoyable though, to be uh, fair. Not to forget that that Hitler was. Um, what did they call him? Uh, he thought he was the greatest at kung fu. What did he call himself? Kung fu. Yeah, the kung fu. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, oh my god. Yeah, but brilliant. It's a film that I would be telling you about and be going, holy shit, this is the greatest thing ever. But instead, it's just me sitting there going... I beat you to it. Me just sitting there going, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Don't worry, we've got some more of those coming up. Yeah, so so would you like to take us through the next couple of things you subjected me to? Um, yes. Click. Please do. So the next thing uh, we watched <laughs> was Speed with Canoe Reeves. You can't go wrong with Speed. Cans. They're just cans. Just cans. I think it's a baby. Cans. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There was no baby. There was full of cans. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Oh, my God. You can't go wrong with Canoe and you can't go wrong with Speed. Yeah. That film is great. Pop quiz, hard shot. <laughs> kind of want to watch Speed 2 for the podcast now though which is a, a bad time uh, yeah that, that's that's not good on any measurable scale no. we then um, we then sat down because I said oh we did I was like oh this this is supposed to be like a martial arts film no no before oh no that, we didn't did we no 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 before that we watched before that we watched a lovely little Shudder exclusive that was bought for me for Christmas by Matt and it was indeed it, it, it did exactly what it said on the tin and it's Psycho Goreman <laughs> yeah. yeah we watched Psycho Goreman it's amazing it was not what I was expecting but yeah that was it was um, amazing that was great <laughs> yeah so for those of you who haven't heard of it a very quick plot synopsis. Basically, there's this evil alien 
tyrant dictator, I guess, who is yeah. found on Earth by these, by this really weird fucking cocky little girl, and she can control him because yeah, this little girl's, she's like what a massive bully and douchebag to everybody and her brother just takes all of her yeah. shit even though he's like three or four years older it's a really weird family dynamic and there's like their dad's like just a useless drunk layabout yeah. who's completely inept and and that it's just like bizarre but yeah no sorry they, they they find a they find a thing whilst playing what's the name of that made up oh sport. good lord it was um oh god I can't remember it now it was like a combination of yeah. dodgeball, uh, what was it rugby? Yeah, because they have to catch the ball. You dodge it. If they both catch it at the same time, it's a whole thing in the film. It's a joke in the film because nobody can bloody understand the rules of this game. But it was like the first one to kick the other person in the gut or something wins it, and they get an extra hundred and fifty points or something. Yeah, it's a bit like Quidditch. If I can, if you can find a if clip, if you get that move, you potentially it ends the game, but you get all the. If you can find a clip of her explaining the rules, put it in because it's fucking something to be beheld. <laughs> what I'd like to teach you today is confidential. The government cannot, under any circumstances, find out about this game. Right. Okay. So there's two teams. Each team starts by throwing their balls as far away. So you gotta run and get the other team's balls and chuck them at your opponents. The other player throws their ball as high as they can. Each jumping jack and gets you a point. Then whoever gets hit. But only while the opposing player is doing the point. But there is a special move called the switcheroo, which happens when two balls collide in midair. And when that happens, whoever punches their opponent first gets all of the other team's points plus one. The game ends when you reach 67 points. I have no idea what's going on to you. But yeah, um, basically this little girl finds him and decides to call him Psycho Goreman because, or PG for short, I should say. And they become best well, buds. Yeah, they brainstormed a few they names. They did brainstorm they? a few names, but um, they decided on PG for short. And... But yeah, essentially, he's got like a Thanos power gem thing, which makes him indestructible, which then led him to destroy hundreds of alien races and yeah. cause complete havoc. <laughs> but then the good guys and in inverted commas imprisoned him on Earth in this box with the power gem itself it, holding him prisoner. It's as bizarre as it sounds um, it's hilarious it's gory it's just there is a reason why it topped people's horror yeah. lists of last year there is a very good reason for it and it's really really good and like I say it is a Shudder exclusive you can get it on Blu-ray but it, holy crap I've got to admit though the one yeah, thing it, it's insane. the one thing I did I was trying to explain it to people after I watched it. I was like, oh, I've just watched this film. And I could only find one GIF. And do you know what that GIF was? Was it the girl's little boyfriend that was turning into a brain squid? Like, no, even better than that. 
I do not care okay. for hunky boys, or do I? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so is it the little girl when she's wiped out that she can control and the, he's in like a, it's in a warehouse, isn't it? warehouse yeah. where he killed, killed all these homeless people except one of them he designed the perfect torture that they'd be in constant suffering for all eternity <laughs> and then they accidentally knock it over or something um, but she says you need to learn more about earth culture or something and she just hands him was it like a play dude yeah. or pictures of hunky boys and he's initially he's angry at it but then throughout the film he references how he actually kind of likes the hunky boys I do not care for um, hunky boys or do I yeah <laughs> yeah <or do> <laughs> Um, but it's brilliant because every time he's about to kick into an evil monologue about how from the planet Gyrax and how he would destroy such a such and fought and did such a such and there's like a sequence of him riding like a space motorcycle into like a sun or something to destroy yes. it the kids are just interrupting going yeah this is boring and, and start watching TV or something and you're just like what it's brilliant um, it's absolutely brilliant I can't sell it completely it's really good it's yeah. one of those where you go this is going to be fucking weird but you kind of get about 15 minutes into it you're like okay I'm, I'm down for this now I get it to be honest the weirded thing about it was the family dynamic between those two siblings everything yeah. else I was fine with it was just I'm like what is up with conquering that? warlord aliens um, and, and everything else is fine and yeah. that weird game makes is fine sense. it's just the layabout dad yeah. and then the mum and and the the brother and the sister and then she's got a crush on the boy and uh, it's so weird I, we would spend a whole episode of this podcast just trying to pick it apart but <laughs> yeah that's oh bizarre but no so then you sat down then we went, sat down I've got a kung fu film for you and I went well, I like kung fu films please progress um it was not, it was kung not a kung fu, fu film now, was it? It was not a kung fu film, it was better. So I've been talking about it for months, going, oh, I've got the story of Ricky, Ricky-o. I think it's a kung fu film. We should sit down and watch it. You like kung fu, Matt. And then we put it on, and within about the first five minutes... Yeah, because you'd show me, show me this trailer where it's like this super hard kung fu guy's put into a prison, and he's like fighting guards and other inmates and that and they're, they're a little bit over the top with some of the fighting sequences be like oh, I kind of expect that for a Kung Fu film and this was made in what 1990 something so yeah, relatively recent in the grand scheme of things so this isn't like a hokey 70s film this is like a full on 1990s uh, film but yeah you put this on and I start watching this I'm like I'm going to have to switch off so much of my brain now to cope with this <laughs> This I'm not, I'm just not. I think it was within comprehending what's happening. Within the first five to ten minutes, he's punching holes literally through people, um, ripping people's heads off. Yeah, he did and, do that. Ah, uh, it's so fucking weird. But the guy's not even called Ricky. <laughs> well, he wasn't in the dub that we watched. No one in the films, no one in the films called Ricky or Ricky or anything. So. <laughs> Yeah, we watched it subtitled. Yeah, we right? we, we, we watched watch it subtitled. I can't I can't recall. Yeah, no one was called Ricky or Ricky. But this this guy had like mastered. I think it was a form of Qui Gong, 
um, as a way to channel his chi, but he was punching holes through people. Like at the start of the film, he walks way, his way through a detect, uh, like a metal detector, and it beeps, and they strip him down, and like, why is it beeping? He's like, they they X-ray him, and he's like, there's seven bullets in you, and he's like, yeah, they're mine. I'm keeping them. Yeah. I'm like, he's walking around with seven bullets <laughs> in him, where he got shot. And he just decided, no, I'm not having that. No, they're mine. Um, but he fights, like, there are, like, four bosses in, in this prison beneath the warden. The warden and his pawn collection. Basically just has a pawn yes. collection. He's got a huge office, right? <laughs> this huge open office. And just in one corner. And, and there's nothing on the walls. They're all just plain white, plain blue carpet. And then there's this tiny little school desk in a corner with a chair and then just two bookcases full of porn behind him and it, but, but you're like walking in and it's like you've got this huge office why are you only using one corner of it it was so bizarre and I think I said that to you at the time I'm like who did the interior design of this like who did the set production he, he was like I want my porn to be proud display I'm proud of my porn collection <laughs> yeah it, it was weird so there's like four four prison bosses like one of them's just super hard one of them just flips and flying and I thought was a woman but was clearly a very feminine man uh, there was like a giant guy and I, I can't even like one of them gets crushed to death but one of them he like was he rip his arms off or punch a <laughs> hole through him or something like, yes I'm just like what am I watching and then you tolerate all of that and everybody this whole time is going well it's the deputy warden but when the main warden's back like there'll be trouble and he rocks up in this car and he's got this like 30 <laughs> year old kid with him in like think like a silly cartoon he's in like like a sailor costume essentially he's this huge fat kid eating a lollipop or something and you're like the fuck am I watching but then they bury not Ricky, but Ricky for what I assume he must have been called in some. I'm dark, assuming so. Alive, um, and he just meditates his way through it or something. It's the bizarrest film. And then the final boss guy, this old warden, then turns into like a twelve foot tall demon. Yes. <laughs> and that is like Ricky's like punching holes in him and the warden's still just throwing him around and ragdolling him like the fuck is this you're making me watch kung fu film my ass. it's not even a well designed like monster suit you can clearly tell it's like a big horrible like one like one of those sumo suits <laughs> you know <laughs> just yeah, little little bits of rubber just sticking out of it that was great I loved it I personally think Doesn't it kill him in the end by putting him in a wood chipper in the kitchen because the kitchen had a wood chipper in or something. Yeah, it had Doesn't a mincer, like, didn't it? Literally, um, min yeah. didn't literally had the mince in to kill him, and then he just walks out the prison. Doesn't even leave the, the prison, just walks up to the prison wall, punches a yep. hole in it, and then just walks. Yes, out. he does. That's how hard he and is. That's the end of the That's film. How hard he is. And I was like, "Thank fuck, that is over now. I cannot watch anything more this evening." That. <laughs> That really rotted my I think brain. It was... Even thinking about it now has given me a headache. Personally, I think it was excellent. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. So, um, in the days of recovery, I then went and watched The Last Boy Scout. 
So that's a Bruce Willis film from the early 90s starring Damon Wayans. Yep. It's actually not bad. Okay. Um, because I thought, I need to revisit some Bruce Willis. So I revisited that one. Okay. Uh, pretty, pretty good. Uh, I rewatched Spider-Man No Way Home. As did I, funnily enough. Because the Blu-ray came out and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy that. And I did. And yeah, good time was had by all. Yeah, held up on its held up on its second viewing, so that's good. I'm still curious on Green Goblin power levels versus um, Tom Holland, but you know, I, I'll leave a nerd to work that one out. Um, then I went and watched. Now it's from the eighties. You you know the board game Cluedo, and for our American audiences, the board game. Oh Clue. fuck! You watched Clue. Oh wow! I watched Clue. Oh wow, okay. Which ending oh. did you get for a start? All of them. Uh, so what they've done on the DVD releases is they give you the free theatrical endings and then what is the proper ending. So, again, I watched it because it's... Oh, Tim Curry, cool. Yeah. Um, manic. But yeah, no, it, 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 it shows the endings starting from the most logical up to the least illogical and then it goes and here is the proper ending so yeah Uh, it got to the end and I'm like how is that in what that's not an ending and then it went oh here's another way it could end it and it literally flashes up in black screen white text or here's another way this set story could end and the film just resumes from a certain point in the film and then it does that I think three times and then it gives you proper ending or the ending that I guess they thought would make the audiences most happy now it's time for the Scooby Doo ending but apparently they'd filmed an uh, like an, uh, an additional two or three endings um, but they've not made it onto any sort of media release so that's interesting mm. um, so I did watch that and I did enjoy it I did laugh out loud at a few moments which is unusual for me it's a good game I then watched Kill Bill 1 and 2 back to back isn't Volume 2 a disappointment in comparison with Volume 1 Volume 2 is fucking awful (laughs) alright it's got the bit with Pai Mei in it and the trading that's pretty cool kind of pastiching all the old kung fu films Um, but I don't know why well, I can tell you why they took all the good action sequences and put them in the film one, from, yeah. and then they left all of the story and the plot stuff and put it in film two which meant they're really unbalanced yeah yeah, really really unbalanced and um, apparently as part of the original ending and they'd run out of budget for it um, they were going to have Bill and the bride fight on a beach yes have a were. sword fight yeah. at the end and I'm like that that might have helped, but but nah nah they just had to do a talkie talk and then the five finger death punch or whatever it was called. Yeah. Five 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 point exploding heart technique. That's the one. Exploding palm. Yeah. It was yeah. Some, yeah. It was some bollocks did, like did, that. I'm assuming yeah. you watched part one really good. Part two not good. I assume you watched the regular version for volume one and you didn't get exotic. I think it was black and white during the massacre sequence. Okay, because that was going to be my next bit of trivia, is that, yeah, um, the Japanese version 
yeah. Full colour. Full colour. And I do have that version on DVD somewhere. Um, well, I, okay, I, I'll, I'll take your bit of trivia and raise you. Did you know that originally Quentin Tarantino wanted to either play and then when he was told no, wanted to voice um, Taipei? Oh really? You wanted to play Pai Mei? Yeah. Ugh, no. Yeah, and and then and then when they said no, you went, well, I'll do his voice then, and he wanted to dub over him. Oh no. And thankfully, they didn't. The executives went. Please don't. No, no, no. That they even we're not that racist. No. Good. I also didn't realise that Samuel L. Jackson was in these in those films. Yeah, he plays the church organist, if memory serves. Yeah, for like, yeah. you see him on screen for like five seconds. I, I completely forgot that until it occurred. So yeah, um, <laughs> that that was an odd little sprint down memory lane. And then the next thing I watched before we then, I'll jump back to you, is I, I watched the Assassin's Creed film and yeah. Um, How awful is awful? Yeah. That's pretty awful. That's let's take a good concept and do nothing with it. Is it episode worthy? Only if you've played the games and have knowledge. If you don't have knowledge of the games, or the very least the first game and the plot of or the synopsis of the games of how the mechanics work, you just watch it and go, That's just a disappointingly dull film. Me understand how the game works, go how can you take a quite simple concept and do this to it and then this still be bad so this bodes um, well for me because I don't think I've ever played any of them or know anything about them you just you just watch it and go that's just a really boring it's just a terrible film. film yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't get anything from it if you play the games you might have got a little bit of rage at it but no you just watch it and go nah bit rubbish isn't it Right, I'm going to reel these off in quick succession because they're Italian films, Italian gore B-movie films, and you will probably have no interest in them. Are you ready? You're correct. I watched Alien 2 on Earth, which, yes, is a rip-off of Alien and was made and marketed as an Alien 2 sequel. It's not very good. I watched... Oops, sorry. I've got physical media here. I watched... Manuel and the Last Cannibals directed by Joe D'Amato if you like cannibals and you like titties it's the film for you I, I did not like this film it was fucking awful don't, don't watch that I then watched three surprisingly good Italian horror <laughs> three Italian uh, exploitation films in a row which you're not going to believe ok I won't so I watched 2019 After the Fall of New York, which is basically a rip-off of Mad Max and Escape from New York. Surprisingly, really bloody good. <laughs> it, Yeah, really, really good. Very, very solid action film. I then watched Hands of Steel. Again, surprisingly, really bloody good. It's got hints of Terminator in it and for whatever reason oh, that really awful arm wrestling film what's the name of it is it called Over the Top Over the Top yeah for whatever reason there's like really long protracted scenes of arm wrestling with this guy who's a robot and oh enthralling stuff 
I'm, I'm nearly there, I promise. Uh, I watched Iron Master by the legendary Umberto Lenzi. Uh, it's not really a horror film, this one. Think of a... Oh, how do I describe it? It's Imagine the look of Conan and things. That's kind of your front cover, right? So it's a big yep. guy with a big sword and things like that. You're like, yeah, this looks awesome. It's going to be like Conan. Uh, it's not. It's yeah. Primitive Man in a very, very thinly veiled allegory for weapons and war. <laughs> Surprisingly entertaining. Okay. Does he punch a camel? Um, no, but they kill a wild boar at the start, so that's always good. But it was cut for the UK release, by... so I was spared that, so that was nice. By by punching it? No, he threw a spear at it. Uh, okay. But again, well, I'm not it's in cut it. in this UK release, so thankfully I didn't have to experience that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck animal cruelty. Anyway, uh, barbarians. Oh, you mean they did it for real? Sorry, I thought you meant a story reason. You, you're saying they did it for real? Yeah, they did it for real. Yeah. Okay. As was the style at the time, unfortunately, in these Italian gore films, they were forced by producers to put in real animal cruelty because it would sell abroad. So that's what right. they did. Okay. But it was a very thinly veiled allegory about war and how. My man, George Eastman, he discovers uh, black rock from a volcano, which is actually steel, and they make rudimentary, basically big, long sticks, but they make the sound like a sword, but the big, long grey sticks. It's great. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. It's lovely. It's actually pretty good. I'm not taking the piss. Uh, last of the weird Italian horror films, gore films that I watched, is a film called Blast Fighter, directed by the legendary... Son of Mario Bava, Lombardo Berva, who is best known for films like Demons and Massacre, not Massacre, uh, Macabre is the other one as well. Uh, this one's actually really quite good. It's actually got a pull quote on the back of the box by previously mentioned Quentin Tarantino that says Lanto Lamberto Bava's best film. Um, I would be inclined to agree with that <laughs> if I didn't love Demons 2 so much. Fuck, I love demons. Um, yeah, it's kind of a weird mix of Rambo First Blood mixed in with something else. Deliverance, that's the one I was thinking of. So it's kind of this guy, he's down on his luck, he's come out of... I think he's like an... Yeah, he's an ex-prisoner, he comes out of jail and then... He tries to live his life, but oh boy, our, our boy George Eastman's son, he uh, he's not having it. So continually tortures him and beats him up until our, our man here, the the seminal blast fighter, gets himself a Spaz twelve shotgun and unleashes hell. And oh, it's great! This Spaz twelve fires rockets and it fires grenades. It fires everything, anything you could, you want it to fire. Oh, oh, it does it. Oh, it's great. Everything except shotgun shells. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you literally put a rocket in the end of it and it fires an explosive rocket. Oh, it's fucking great. <laughs> For whatever reason, it's got a song in it by, oh God, uh, Barry Gibb from the Bee Gees. Uh, I can't remember the oh. name of the song now, but because it's an Italian film, you better believe that, you know, they're going to get their money's worth out of it. So it's looped constantly over and over and it doesn't grate on your nerves at all but aside from that really enjoyed mm. it <laughs> it's 
So what I'm going to oh, do, dear. what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass back to you now, because that's my Italian okay. um, weirdness out of the way <laughs> for this month. Yeah. Um. So at some point after that, we went to the cinema. We did, and we watched Doctor Strange in the Mouth of Madness. No, in the World of Multiverse. No, in the Mouth of Multiverse. What's it called? In the Multiverse of Madness. In the Multiverse of Madness. Basically, we saw Doctor Strange two, Mum, <laughs> or Mom, Mom, Mom. Um, it was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah dug the hell out of it yeah. really really loved this film I, I'm, I'm as surprised as everybody else on the internet and I don't say this lightly Disney Marvel let Sam Raimi get this right make a Sam Raimi film I know as, as staggering as that is to say could not believe it I can only assume it's that they can get out to set to visit due to Covid restrictions otherwise they would have put a stop to it I, I have no idea, but I'm glad. I'm so glad they did let him make it. <laughs> yeah, for like a two-hour film, so it's quite short by Marvel standards. They crammed hell of a lot in. Oh boy, did they? Um, yeah, we, we as it's a fairly new release, we won't we won't give any spoilers out for that. I think that's that's fair. Would you would you concur? I I would agree. Yeah, a lot of people still haven't seen it yet because germs are still outside. They're still a thing. Yeah. Um, I will say though, uh, first half an hour is your typical kind of Marvel fair, and and after that, oh, it gets all Raimi. It's fucking great. <laughs> mm. Loved yeah, it. No, it's uh, fantastic. It, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely one of the stronger very... Marvel films to come out recently, and I have recently rewatched uh, Shang Chi again, and as good as Shang Chi was. I don't think it's a patch or multiverse of madness because multiverse of madness has got it, it's purely because it's got Raimi on it and I and I friggin love Raimi and I love the evil dead but it's the fact that it's actually it's got a flair on it I think it's because this is the first attempt at, at finding a few horror yes elements you know some of their previous films are almost genre you go um, Captain America the Winter Soldier is very much sort of a a spy slash thriller yeah um, we've had comedies we've had more serious drama type things and this one is their first sort of horror horror um, horror tinged that's how I'm going to phrase it yeah it's their first film where they've thrown a little bit of horror at it and I think that really plays quite well into the visual aspect of what what they could do and yeah and I think the one thing I will say that's not a spoiler is Doctor Strange actually does spells that aren't just the orange whip or an orange circle yes there's a little so bit it's more a lot variety more visually interesting yep. yeah 100% so moving away from Doctor Strange I watched Uncharted this month as well You've heard all about my thoughts in the Grand Day Out episode uh, a couple of months back when it originally was released. Tell me, how did you get on with it as someone who's played through the games on release and such like? I'm like, why? Just just why, really? <laughs> it, it, it was fine for, for what it was, which is an Indian, Indiana Jones 
esque adventure, but it just needed a little bit more effort on the script front and some of the story beats. Yeah. Unnecessary characters and motivation just went really odd, and then the finale was just fucking stupid. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Let's get this in, big, in, expensive, priceless thing that you've wanted all the time and just fly it with a helicopter. Yeah, and now I'm about to land it on the ship to take it away and make a load of money. Oh, no, wait, they're getting away. Let's chase after them and damage it when you could just fly over the transport ship. Yeah. Land land the, the treasure, and then with your now lighter and therefore therefore faster helicopter you could then chase down Nathan Drake and Sully or, or not you know whatever works for you I guess um, yeah and then I watched the Star Wars prequels well a fan edited version of them which didn't make enough changes to my opinion <laughs> um, Revenge of the Sith is still my favourite because um, lightsabers in it true very true it was yeah, funny because I was um, discussing this with someone on a discord earlier they're saying how they'd never actually seen Star Wars and they were watching the prequels and they're going well the third one is easily the best one because it's like they remembered yeah. that there was plot and I was like yes. oh actually I think you were onto something there <laughs> yeah film 2 doesn't have a lead character you don't know who your protagonist is or who you're following I hate saying it jumps around it's course and it gets everywhere yeah it jumps around everywhere there is no clear like is this Anakin's story is this Padme's story is this um, Obi-Wan's story whose story is it it just jumps around everywhere there's no clear uh, story threads whereas the third one is very quite clear on its intention mm. um, but you're ready for Obi-Wan yeah, now aren't you yeah, that, that's why I've done it. Although apparently I would have been better off watching the Clone Wars TV series, but that's not going to fucking happen. So <laughs> I'll just read a Wikipedia article if something cool happens in it that I don't understand. Fair. So then I'm down to my final two films. So then the next thing I watched was Stallone and Cobra from the 80s, which was a canon film. Ah, um, now you yeah, didn't leave with that. It? You didn't leave with that when you told me the other day you were watching Cobra. Because you saying it's a canon film has got me interested. <laughs> How did you not know it was a canon film? It's just one of those things that escaped me. It was, it was, it's a canon film that they didn't brand as a canon film. And it, it is nonsensical gibberish bollocks. The story is the story's bad which I accept for an action film but even the action's like just nonsensical and the main villains are a gang of axe murderers possibly who are just going around murdering people because they can um, but they, they prep every evening by standing in a warehouse like hitting their axes together chanting um, but the lead axe murderer is Brian Thompson, who you'd know as the Emperor from Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> Mark a quality right there. Yeah. Um, I d I'm going to have to stop you, though. I'm going to have to stop you, though, because as soon as you said it was a canon film, all I've heard yeah. with you speaking is like Charlie Brown's parents. I've just heard what, 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 because I'm just focused on the canon bit and I have to see this now. 
Well, you'll be pleased to know that the director actually didn't do any directing and Stallone did all of it. Oh, good. Being a full-on, being a full-on 80s um, alpha male going, yeah, I'll, I'll do all the directing, but he's credited, this other guy's credit as the director. Oh, good. Um, and it's it's kind of a shit show. but I must see it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I watched it and went, wow, I've now seen it because it was one I hadn't seen. Um, I know a lot of things are spoofed it, so I now get those references. But yeah, I, I have not to see for it. me. I have to see it. Mm. I have to see it now. Before I before I tell you about my final film that I've seen, do you have any other films to to comment? I've got on? so many, but we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do one. I I want to talk to you very very briefly into my our lord and saviour into my absolute um, desensitisation zone um, for those of you who are fans of the podcast and have listened previously and have listened to the gore episode have heard me and Shana talk about the guinea pig series notorious Japanese films so notorious that the fact that Charlie Sheen actually mistook one for a real snuff film and reported it to the FBI and such like that it's a series of films I've always wanted to see. Um, I've now seen all six of them. It was a it was a lovely Sunday afternoon slash evening, early evening. Uh, around about six hours, seven hours of just brain numbing gore, and gore, and gore. Um. I am happy to report, though, that they got... Uh, it's going to sound really fucking weird to say, but they got happier and funnier as they went on. That's a fairly odd statement. It's an odd statement. I'll allow it. But, well... <laughs> trigger warning, by the way, for anybody about to listen. We're going to talk about some fucking horrible, nasty stuff, so do please feel free to skip this. Do we, do we have to? Yeah, because I, skip I need... To, no. I need you to understand how this series goes. So you've got your first film, which is The Devil's Experiment, right? Which is basically... Uh, it's basically a woman who's been kidnapped and then is basically tortured for about 40 minutes of this film in various different ways. You're like, this is fucking horrible, this is unflinching, the sound design is fucking horrible, and it all culminates with a needle going through her eye. Lovely. You're like, good. Can't get worse than that. You then get the flowers of flesh and blood. And that is by far the fucking worst one of the bunch. As in, it was horrible. I winced. I cringed. It's fucking weird. They've kind of filmed it in a way so it's like a TV documentary. Because it's got the guy who's doing the dismemberment of this poor woman who's been kidnapped off the street. He's like addressing the camera. And he's going, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do now. I'm going to remove these parts of the body because of this reason. Because the blood is rosy and the cheek is, the cheeks are flesh. The flesh are cheeks and they're like flowers. And you're like, this is fucking weird. And the sound design is horrible. Um, yeah. 40 minutes of that. Film 3 comes on. It's called He Never Dies. For whatever reason, it, it takes a comedy tone. So it's basically this bloke who literally can't die. He tries to commit suicide by cutting his wrists. He doesn't die. It ends up, by the end of the film, he's just literally a head. 
and he's still speaking and he wants to die and he can't that's film three are you determined to carry on because I've, I've stopped listening I'm determined you get the mermaid okay. in a manhole which is a which is easily the best of all the films it's horrible it's gooey it's full of pus basically this artist finds a mermaid down in a sewer he brings her back up to his apartment and goes I have to paint you and he paints her and he paints her until she starts growing like what can only be described as boils and they start exploding and worms come out it's fucking horrible but then there's a lovely twist at the end so that made it all worth it and it was really cool uh, you get the android and Notre Dame which is fucking terrible I'm not even going to explain it because it has so many fucking plot holes in it for a gore film I'm not going there you then get the devil woman doctor which I'm quite happy to say is the funniest of all the films because it's this drag queen called Pete no idea I'm just shrugging right now no fucking idea uh, talking to the camera and saying these people have got weird medical conditions and only I can help them and it's stuff like oh um, my 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 tongue turns into a bird and there's another one where it's like oh if this person gets uh, offended or upset their head explodes and there's one called like oh what's it called uh, I can't remember now but basically they get like a face developing this on the stomach and a, and a thing is like yeah you should just quit being a gangster and turn to showbiz and it's like okay this is fucking bizarre and the whole thing ends with nail pies to the face you know like custard pies we'll take off the custard and put nails on it yeah utterly bizarre I spent the next two to three days depressed and walking around desensitised to everything in the world so highly recommend those I'm done now Matt are you done now? Good. I'm done. Excellent. I'll start listening again. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, the final film that I watched is going to come as way of recommendation because I can't tell you anything about it. I'd highly recommend you avoid all trailers and media associated with it because they'll all just be a spoiler and you need to go in essentially cold like I did and just experience it. So... I went to the cinema at the weekend and I saw an A24 film. Ooh, yes. Directed by The Daniels. Okay. I saw a little film called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, you lucky bastard. I want to see that. I've heard I've heard really really good things about it. How is it? Uh th- so earlier on we talked about a multiverse film. The, the Dutch shit you watch this this is a multiverse film <laughs> D- this is how you do it I, I can say that I didn't know what to expect going in then things happen and I went oh that's cool and then things happen and I went what and then things happen and I was like wow and then things happen and I laughed and things happen and I got sad and then things kept happening and then the film ended um, and I left and I was just like that is so much to process I'm going to need like a week or so to just fully digest my thoughts on it Oh wow. and all I can say is that you need to go watch that the cinema I, I can't because our local motorplex isn't playing it which is so annoying It, which is so annoying I need to but yeah I need to find somewhere that's going to be 
showing it. So go go to go to the place that I've just removed from the recording. They were showing it like five times a day, and even now at the moment during the working week, it's on at like ten a.m. every day, one eight one p.m. That it's got multiple screens a day. It's it's that good. I'm um, definitely gonna go see it. Go see it either one evening after work or at the weekend. Do not miss it because you need the big screen to fully absorb it all. Because there is a lot to process. So I'm going to ask it. I'm going to ask it. So is it film of 2022? What films have I seen this year so far? I think it quite possibly could be. Wow. Because it, it's... It, there is so much happening with it, and there's a little bit for everybody, really. I could tell you what it's um, not. I can't really say anything else, because just spoilers. Even the trailer itself contains spoilers and things, and I just... I, I just can't tell you anything. Oh, I could tell you about one one of the cast. Well, a couple of the cast here, the main headliners. So you got Michelle Yeoh as the main character. Yeah. And then playing her husband, who's come back to acting after like a 20-year break, is... Uh, now, let me just double-check how to pronounce this correctly... Bear with me, Uno Memento. And you're going to see me give this my bestest shot. Playing her husband is Ki Hu Kwan. And you will recognise that name as Short Round from oh! Indiana Jones and The Goonies. He's actually come back to acting. I'd heard he was in it, yeah. Oh, cool. So he's he's come back to to acting. Um, he he found that as a child, based on his popularity in those films, he couldn't get acting work as he aged. So he went behind the camera and learned all of the filmmaking stuff, all the production stuff, and that. And it's only sort of recently. I think he's he, in an interview he said um, he saw Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, which is a. F- film I have not seen and he went ah there's opportunity in Hollywood now um, and in movie making in general and then within five days he got this job offer to do this oh, wow. film here that I'm discussing oh wow um, and he's he's great in it Michelle Yao's great in it everybody's great in it <laughs> um, I've already said too much <laughs> it is one that I want to see it's one that I've read about it being absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, just stop reading about it. Spo- yeah. Spoilers. I haven't like, seen. I haven't seen any trailers for it. Thankfully, I've seen a couple of pictures here and yeah, there. Don't. Um, yeah. Go see it. Go see it. And then, whilst you're seeing it, you'll see a trailer for another A24 film called Men. Yes. Now that yes. does look sinister. Men looks. Um, and awesome. I was watching. I was watching that, and I went, "Hey, that's that. That's that guy." And then I went. Hey, it's that guy again, wasn't he? Just playing that other guy. Oh wait, they're all the same guy. <laughs> um, it looks very good. I saw a teaser trailer of, of that when I saw X uh, a couple of months back. Yeah, because that's also an A twenty four. Yeah, it looks 
creepy and sinister. I haven't seen the full trailer for it. I've seen the teaser trailer, and that was enough to get uh, me hooked in, to be honest. It is attached to everything everywhere all at once. It's um, it, it, it's attached to that. That's how I saw it, and I went, oh my, that looks scary. I'll never watch that. <laughs> but it's Alex but Garland. someone that will. But it's Alex Garland of... Uh, of um, he did yeah. that robot film. Dread, and I, Dread, Annihilation, X Machina. X Machina, that's the fella. Yes. Yeah, like, uh, and Dread. Great, but unless it's Dread Two, <laughs> I'm kind of not worried. But no, I, scary films are scary, so I'm not gonna put myself through that. But I know you can, <laughs> and you should. I'm hoping it's gonna be on at the multiplex nearby. If, if I have to travel, I will go see it because it looks phenomenal. It looks really, really good. Or, or I've got a hand in. It will be shown at the same multiplex I've just told you to go see everything all everywhere all at once. More than now. likely. I've got to hand it to A24. They have been knocking it out of the park with a lot of their films as of lately. Uh, giving mm. giving their filmmakers a lot of artistic freedom and, and such. Like it, We love to see it. And I'm pretty sure that lead actor in that men film played one of M's assistants in the Pierce Brosnan James Bond films. Couldn't tell you. Just to throw that out there. Couldn't tell Just you. Just to throw that out there as a random fact. I, I, and on that note, I do not like James I Bond. I think it's time to wrap up. Yeah, I know you don't like James Bond. You got no taste. You like watching desensitizing films that are harmful and damaging to you. Um, <laughs> Come back next month, where I've things. watched. Men in the Black Sun, uh, Men Under the Sun, a, a lovely little uh, Korean war film in World War Two about atrocities during the Second World War. Report back with me next month yeah. when I've watched it. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. That's been your side order, and I'm very sorry for all of the stuff David's made you listen to. Um, try your best to wipe it from your minds. I, that's I, what I do he started talking and as he said to me earlier all I heard was wah 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 atrocity wah 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 <laughs> horror wah 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 couldn't sleep for a month wah 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 it took me three so days so if you've enjoyed this three days to get out of that enjoyed, if you've enjoyed this I want to tell David if it took you five days to get out of that funk head over to Twitter at anyone podcast to keep the conversation going and also seek his apologies. <laughs> We're also on Facebook. Search for us. You'll probably find us, but you know, you don't have to. Facebook is another hive of villainy and scum. Longer considerations and rambles can be sent via email to the anyone for seconds at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a like, rate, and review on your podcast platform of choice. Remembering to quote atrocities <laughs> as it helps us grow. <laughs> The podcast and reach a larger audience. Right, there we go. Sorted, sorted. In the bag. In the bag. What do you want to leave people with? An hour and 20. Some happy music to make up for you. I got it. Why don't we leave them with uh, the interval music from Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Because I used it on a stream once and it was quite funny. We should do exactly that then. Bye, everybody. Love you. Bye.
I do not care for hunky boys.